Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We're going to talk again about the philosophy of right in the version of the encyclopedia. And we're now at paragraph 505, the Absicht und das Wohl, intention and well-being or welfare. And um, we're going to dive in to this chapter, this section, uh, for a little while. Maybe the best starting point is uh, to quote a passage from the Philosophy of Right, the Vorlesungen, paragraph 119, that's the opening of the same section in the Philosophy of Right, where Hegel says, says Aber die Wahrheit des Einzelnen ist das Allgemeine. So the truth of that singular action that we have been talking about is the universal. Um, let's say that um, we're lighting a piece of wood. Now, that can have a very universal uh, intent. It can mean that we light a fire at the fireplace. It can mean that we commit arson. So the simple action of um, putting fire to a piece of wood doesn't in itself have a moral meaning. It gets a moral meaning, uh, first of all, by looking at the universal effect of that. We need to understand the whole where this immediate singular action is um, uh, working in, is effective in. Um, if we use a knife, we can deal with murder, which is a universal ter term, of course, or we can talk about a surgical um, operation. Now, in this second chapter, this B section, the Absicht und das Wohl, we're going to talk about the universal significance of a separate action. That is the... Um, uh, topic here. Now, to talk about the universal meaning of an action, that's not a random thing. It's a necessary implication of this fundamental unity of uh, thinking and wanting. Because my desires, my volition, is not an, in, in, uh, an instinctive response to a stimulus. It's something that goes through my thought. There is some consideration of what I want to do, I want to achieve. Um, volition actually is nothing but thought that wants to give itself a reality. It wants to um, posit itself within reality. Now, when uh, we act, we act as thinking beings, and that is why in our actions, we are focused on this universal meaning. Um, the uh, setting fire to a piece of wood or the um, uh, use of a knife has its meaning from the general purpose that I aim at. And so, as a thinking being, what I want to do is not just um, put fire to the piece of wood or to use the knife but I also want to achieve something by that, so I'm focused on um, either the surgical operation or the murder that I intend to commit. 
is not an instinctive reaction which remains singular. My instinctive reaction is singular, well, mediated by the universality of my body and uh, what is uh, universally valid for a human body and its response to the world. But it's singular in the sense that it's um, um, not connected to the universal intent that I have. The absicht, that is my purpose or intention. Um, it's very difficult to keep our terminology straight here. Uh, when Hegel talks about the handlung, the correct translation seems to be deed and not action. Um, and when he talks about um, uh, absicht, um, we can translate it either by intent or by purpose, but Hegel will um, make a difference between absicht and ziel. So we have a difficulty here. And that is why I started reading the German version so that you might have more um, more uh, specific contents to consider uh, from the German version instead of skipping all that and coming to the uh, English translation immediately. The English translation, translation that we'll, we'll read later on talks about intentional welfare. Now let's read the German of paragraph 5. 105, um, where we will find the notion of das Recht der Absicht, uh, the right of intent, right of intention. Uh, let's see what that means. The Handlung hat, so the deed has, and then it has uh, several uh, notions. Nach ihrem empirisch konkreten Inhalt, so considering its empirical concrete content, Eine Manifaltigkeit besondere Seiten und Zusammenhänge. So there is a plurality of uh, particular characteristics and contexts in which this, hand, uh, this Handlung uh, takes place. Um, there is always a context in which I act or in which I um, uh, posit my Handlung. And he continues, das Subject, so we're talking about Subjekte right now, so this spiritual center, this unity from which these actions spring. Das Subjekt muss der Form nach, so only formally, die Handlung nach ihrer wesentlichen, diese Einzelheiten in sich befassende Bestimmung gewusst und gewollt haben. So just formally, I am supposed to know about and must have consciously wanted um, to perform this action, including all its essential characteristics. So let's say the temperature in the room or the lighting or whether I first begin with my right hand or with my left hand, that's, that's all particulars of my action that are not essential. Um, they don't um, prevent me from doing the deed. They don't uh, uh, prevent me from achieving my ends. But there are essential elements. Let's say if I want to light uh, a piece of wood, then I have to use uh, matches or a lighter. and I have to uh, put on the lighter. And all of these actions are part of the deed. Um, 
and of course uh, I can't do that underwater. My, all these particulars that are essential to the performance of the deed must be um, conscious, must be uh, wanted, but that is formally so. So um, it's not a case of uh, determining in each particular deed did I know about it and did I want it? It's it's a formal element. It's uh, basic to the um, uh, deed itself, um, but it's not dependent on specific specific circumstances, specific context. It's always like this in every action. The essential particulars of that action, the essential context of that action, must be known and wanted. And that is what he calls das Recht der Absicht. Um, why is it called um, a, uh, a Recht? Um, so it is um, uh, something that is um, basic to the execution of my freedom. And this Absicht, this it's like a it's the right to be considered according to what I what I knew and what I wanted. So where is this absicht um, concrete? Well, I can. There is a story to be told. There is um, something I can say about my action. I can say this is what I wanted. I consider this and that, and that is not something that I need to explain every time because it's more or less. Um, formal determination of the action in itself. If I perform the operation, it is clear to everyone that I'm trying to save someone's life or to uh, cure someone. Um, that is the essential thing. And it can be presupposed that I knew it and I wanted it, and that's das Recht der Absicht. Um, I have a right to be considered according to my intention. And the action that I perform um, speaks of that intention. There is a common ground of understanding uh, what I meant to do uh, when I do something. Now, he makes a difference here, and that is why this German terminology is so important, between Absicht, intention, and um, the Vorsatz. So the Vorsatz um, is um, purpose. So, Translated as purpose. So I wouldn't choose that terminology. I would talk about Absicht as intention uh, or purpose and Vorsatz as intention. Um, but it doesn't really matter if you use the technical terminology consistently. There is no problem whatsoever. So he is saying here that the Vorsatz, let's say that's the intention and Absicht is purpose. The, the, the intention betrifft nur das unmittelbare Dasein, has only a connection with the immediate existence. So if I want to um, uh, put a house on fire, my Vorsatz, my intention, is um, obvious when I light that house, when I light a piece of wood and throw it into a room filled with straw or something. Now, I haven't put the house on fire yet, but my 
For that, my intention was to light the piece of wood and throw it into this room. The absicht, that would be the purpose. The purpose would be to put that house on fire. And my actual deed, uh, my immediate action, would only be um, to light a piece of wood. So this is how he makes the distinction. The voorzatz betreft nu dat onmiddelbare daarzijn. So that's lighting the piece of wood. The absicht aber das substantielle und den Zweck desselben. Now you see why I wanted to translate absicht with the word purpose. What is the purpose of my action? Well, my intention was to light the piece of wood. But my purpose with that action was to put the house on fire. So voorzatz, I would prefer intention. And absicht, I would prefer purpose. And here, zweck, we can translate as goal. Now, the second remark Hegel makes in this paragraph. The subject had ebenso das recht. So the recht der absicht is, I want to be acknowledged in my purposes. I want to make sure that everyone understands that I had a purpose with my action, even if that purpose is not uh, achieved. But it's part of the meaning of my uh, action or my deed. The subject had ebenso das recht, das, so the subject has equally the right, dass die besonderheid des inhalts, so the particularity of the content, in der handlung, in the deed, der materie nach, so not formally, but um, considering actually what I'm doing, nicht eine im äußerliche sei, so it's not something external, not something that others may perceive, not something that is beyond me, sondern die eigene Besonderheit des Subjekts. So it must contain the uh, particularity of the subject. Seine Bedürfnisse, its uh, needs, uh, Interessen, interests and Zwecke, goals, enthalten welche in einen Zweck gleichfalls zusammengefasst, uh, that you can uh, summarize in one single goal, wie in der Glückseligkeit, that's the immediate form, sein Wohl ausmachen. So what is my ultimate uh, purpose in all these actions that have an intent, um, and all these deeds that have uh, purposes, but the main purpose, or the summary of all these purposes, is my well-being. Das Recht des Wohls. Um, in paragraph 121 of the um, philosophy of right, he speaks about das Recht Befriedigung zu finden. So it's the right to achieve satisfaction. And because he mentioned the Glückseligkeit, Die Glückseligkeit is von Wohl nur dadurch unterschieden. So, happiness is different from well-being only in this respect. Das erstere als ein unmittelbares Dasein überhaupt vorgestellt wird. So, the first one, the Glückseligkeit, is itself just an immediate existence. Feeling good. Letzteres aber als berechtigt in Beziehung auf die Moralität vorgestellt wird. So, Wohl well-being is the same as glückseligkeit, happiness, but now with 
reference to morality, so as something that I may um, uh, strive for, that is allowed, that is uh, justified or recognized by others. Um, of course, I must act uh, with the purpose of achieving my well-being. Everyone, everyone will acknowledge that. And glückseligkeit is just the um, the feeling, the result of that um, uh, action, um, just feeling feeling good, with no reference to morality. And no matter maybe I feel glückseligkeit when I commit a murder, but I cannot have well-being while committing a murder because there is no justification of that. Um, wall that well-being with reference to the morality. So that is paragraph uh, 505. Um, Absicht uh, means also something like an abstraction in paragraph 119 um, of the philosophy of right. That's the way he describes it. Um, it's a consideration of the meaning of my action without all these elements of the context, uh, all these material um, uh, determinations of that action and the context that have nothing to do with my conscious purpose. So to have a purpose means um, taking away all these different influences from the outside and all these different in uh, motivations from the inside, everything that is not uh, contained in this one description of the action, um, and that is, I wanted to perform this operation, or, or I wanted to put fire to the house. That then is uh, what the Absicht means, so it's an Absein von, it's a looking away from um, the non-essential, it's an abstracting uh, activity. My intention or my purpose is just the general or the universal quality, general meaning of an action. That's what is essential in uh, all of these aspects of it. Um, what is it about? What do I want to achieve? That is what the uh, absicht means. Now when I act, I I'm not just doing something in general. I have specific intentions with every action, and that is the that's recht der absicht. Um, I can only be present in my action when I am aware of, when I'm conscious of this universal quality of it. If I knew it, if I intended it to be like that. Um, if not. If my action has a meaning or a consequence that was not known nor wanted by me, then uh, that action is not mine. And that is very important in the um, judgment about my actions, whether or not I am liable or responsible for what I do. I am only present in my action if I knew about and wanted the specific consequences of that action if it was in my purpose to do so. So that requires the activity of my thinking.
As a subject, I'm only free if I understand the difference between my intent or the, the unity between my intent and the action. Now this um, Recht der Absicht, so this right to have a particular subjectivity in my action, to have a purpose and to be judged by that purpose, is even more um, uh, important when we talk about Sein Wohl. Um, we have considered so far just the universal meaning of an action. Uh, I have to uh, have that universal meaning as my purpose. There must be an, a unity between my subjective consciousness and volition on the one hand and the objective nature of the action. Then I'm free if there is this unity between them. If I did what I wanted to do. But there is something uh, else also important. That was the content of the second remark Hegel makes. My actions, uh, my deeds are also determined uh, by my particular uh, goals and interests. Um, I'm not just focused on the universal content of my action. I'm also focused on the particular benefit that I derive from that action. And that is what Hegel calls in paragraph 121 of the philosophy of right, the soul of the action, the moving principle of the action. Why am I committing this murder or why am I um, performing this surgical operation? Um, well, in order to achieve some something good for myself. Uh, I have a specific interest in all of these, and that is also a right. Um, let's say the whole area of the motivation to act, to uh, perform something, uh, is involved here. Um, the universality of the action, so the universality that is contained in uh, doing uh, putting the house on fire or lighting a stove or whatever, uh, can only exist if there is a subject that is interested in doing that. And the only reason that that subject is interested in doing that is because it has a benefit uh, for him or her. If I um, execute something, if I do something in the world, it has to have a positive value for me, and that is the inner motivation of my action. Um, why do I eat? Not just to feed myself, but to stay alive or to enjoy a nice dinner or to be able to perform my duties or whatever. Um, but the goal of the action is not in the action itself. Um, I'm not feeding myself in order to feed myself, uh, but to survive. And so it is with all of these different um, actions. Um, in each action there is a particularity and a complex of needs, interests and goals, as we found here, which can be summarized in this one general purpose of all my actions, um, not the Glückseligkeit, which has no reference to morality, but um, to uh, my wohl, um, what is my welfare, um, the English translation says. Now. Let's continue with paragraph 506. That's the second and final 
part of the section B, aber. So that is very important whenever Hegel talks about the other side of all of this. Aber, aber die Wesentlichkeit der Absicht, so the fact that my purpose is essential to my action, is zunächst die abstrakte form der Allgemeinheit, is at first just the abstract form of universality, is something abstract. It's something that in each case we can give a concrete content, but when we talk about that in itself, um, it has no content. Uh, when we say that every subject acts ultimately um, because it uh, strives for its own wohl, its well-being, the content of that well-being is not elucidated here, is not clear what it means. It means something else for you than it means for me. So it's an abstract form of universality, and again the word abstract here refers also to the fact that the word absicht um, actually is derived from the German verb absehen von, which means um, to take away all the distractions, to focus on something, uh, excluding other elements. Um, so it's in itself a, a word that signifies abstraction. Und an der empirisch konkreten Handlung kann die Reflexion diese und jene besondere Seite in diese Form setzen. So I'm able every empirical concrete action or deed uh, just by the power of my thinking I can take one or the other characteristic of that action and put it in this form make it my purpose if I throw a ball and it hits someone I can deny that that was my purpose if I throw a ball and I hit someone I can put it in this form and can say I purposefully uh, threw that ball in order to hit you. Which is fine if we talk about baseball or some other game um, which then is part of how that game works and it's not so fine if uh, it's an attempt to uh, damage someone. But I am able to take this or the other element of my action and give that the form of the purpose. I can, for instance, say, well, I did uh, lit this piece of wood and I threw it in that room. But because I thought that was my estimate of the circumstances, I thought that room was filled with water, so there would not uh, be a, a huge fire that devours the house. Um, I can deny my purpose, uh, th that that was my purpose, and I can say I just had something else in mind. Um, I can put it in, in this form, und damit als wesentlich zur Absicht machen, so my, this, this element of the action was my purpose, oder die Absicht auf sie einschränken, so I can say I just meant to do this, and the other elements of this action, all these consequences were not in my purpose, Wodurch die gemeinte Wesentlichkeit der Absicht. So, my essential purpose, which I claim um, afterwards. Und die wahrhafte der Handlung. The truth element of the action. In den größten Widerspruch gesetzt werden können. 
wie eine gute Absicht bei einem Verbrechen. So, because I'm free to declare what my purpose was, I can come, I can, um, uh, I can bring about a, a, a very huge contradiction. Um, an inadvertent result I can claim to be my purpose and um, I can deny uh, a bad purpose uh, when I commit a crime. So here we have this uh, gap between subjective intention, subjective purposes and the reality of the action. Uh, I skipped that a bit in, in my attempt to translate this. But here Hegel says, die wahrhafte der Handlung. So die gemeinte Wesentlichkeit is opposite die wahrhafte Wesentlichkeit der Handlung. So the action in itself shows uh, a purpose that I deny in uh, my reflection on it or my statements based on that reflection on it. And of course I can either speak truthfully or either, or I can lie about it. So here we have again that uh, instead of my subjectivity becoming objective in reality, um, my subjectivity and objectivity of my action can be in a very heavy contradiction. I cannot claim, however, to have a good intention if I commit a crime, and yet most of the time I can afterwards claim to have had a certain purpose with my action, and that might be a contradiction to the character of the action itself. So Hegel is saying an action can be seen to have um, been derived from a purpose and there is the subject that claims a specific purpose. At the end, ebenso is das wohl abstract and can in dies or jenes gesetz werden. So um, what I consider to be my well-being, what I try to achieve in all of my uh, purposeful actions, um, I mean, that is indeterminate. It can be this or that. I can, uh, for instance, define my well-being as having a lot of money or uh, achieved a certain status within uh, among my peers or to be a very clever guy and making videos about Hegel, uh, whatever um, you choose to be your well-being, you can uh, claim that that is your ultimate purpose. Es ist als diesem Subjekte angehörig. So as something that belongs to this particular subject, that belongs to me in particular. Überhaupt etwas Besonderes. It's always something in particular. So every individual has its own definition of uh, wohl. By the way, it's not fully dependent upon my consciousness of that, for in the same manner that um, there can be uh, a difference, a contradiction even, between the gemeinte Wesentlichkeit der Absicht und die wahrhafte Wesentlichkeit der Handlung, um, in the same manner there can be a gemeinte, uh, das gemeinte Wohl und das wahrhafte Wohl. Uh, so if I say I want to be uh, a beneficiary of humanity, but my actions contradict that and it turns out that in my actions at least, uh, my purpose seems to be just to amass uh, uh, wealth, 
then of course there is also a contradiction between my declarations uh, concerning my well-being and the character of my actions. So let's take a very brief look now at the translation. Okay, I hope you can read this. The, the letters are a little smaller. So we're going to take a quick look at paragraph 505 and 506 in the English translation. As regards its empirically concrete content, the action has a variety. So that's handlung uh, translated as action. And das Wohl is welfare and absicht is intention. So it's a different choice than I would make uh, with regard to the terminology in the translation. The action has a variety of particular aspects and connections. It has a context. In point of form, with regard to the form, the agents must have known and willed the action in its essential feature, embracing these individual points. That is required for the agent to be free and for the action to be meaningful. I must have known and willed the action in its essential feature. So, uh, connected to the result and um, in all its essential particulars. This is the right of intention. Well, purpose, so it's the other way around, I would say. It's a right of purpose, rechter absicht, while intention affects only the immediate fact of existence, das Dasein. Intention regards the underlying essence and aim thereof. Let me know what you think, if you prefer purpose to intention or intention to purpose. Secondly, the agent had no less the right to see that the particularity of content in the action, in point of its matter, I don't know this expression in point of, but I think it means something like with regard to, is not something external to him, but is a particularity of his own, that it contains his needs, interests and aims. Uh, that is the basis from which I act. That is the material concrete being that I am physicality. These aims, when similarly comprehended in a single aim, as in happiness, das ist Glückseligkeit, constitute his well-being, his wohl. Um, this is the right to well-being. So happiness, good fortune, is distinguished from well-being only in this that happiness implies no more than some sort of immediate existence. Let's say the feeling of happiness, feeling of gratification of my desires, whereas the same thing, well be now called well-being, is regarded as having a moral justification. So it's a recognized gratification of my desires. At least it's part of a moral um, process of evaluation of that. It has a reference to morality without being as such uh, morally good. 506, but the essentiality of the intentions in the first instance, the abstract form of generality is abstract, universal. So it's formal, um, you can choose which aspect of the action you can make into the purpose, even in hindsight. Reflection can put in this form, this and that particular aspect in the empirically concrete action, thus making it essential to the intention or restricting the attention to it. I only meant to uh, light the piece of wood. I did not intend to um, uh, set the fire on, uh, set, set the house on fire. 
In this way, the supposed essentiality of the intention and the real essentiality of the action, very good that he um, repeats the word essentiality here, so it becomes more clear than in the German. The real essentiality of the action, as is immediately perceived from looking at the action itself, may be brought into the greatest contradiction. For instance, a good intention in case of a crime. Um, similarly, well-being is abstract and may be placed in this or that. As appertaining to this single agent, it is always something particular that, again, we discussed in the German version. So I hope, with the help of this English translation, you can better understand my discussion of the German version. And, well, uh, with regard to the translation, we still have this problem of uh, the agent translate, uh, translating the word subject. Is that correct? We have intention for Absicht. We have um, purpose uh, for intent, which what I would call intent uh, before that. Um, that remains very difficult. It remains very difficult to translate German into English. Um, but I can't help that. And I'm a Dutchman, so I'm used to um, reading German as a cognate language uh, of Dutch. So Dutch and German have very many similarities. But at the same time, I'm drenched in English because in the Netherlands, uh, I, I think I, I might even hear more English every day than, than Dutch, simply by studying um, all sorts of th things um, with English-speaking teachers. Nevertheless, um, if we are aware of this problem, if we make the right decisions um, and at least understand the difference that is intended by Hegel in this text, um, then it's no problem. We can use all of these words uh, as long as we use them uh, consistently. Okay, that is paragraph 5 and paragraph uh, 505 and 506. That's the Absicht und das Wohl. Thanks for listening and see you next time.